0: This is Grown Up With Kids, the parenting and marriage podcast that gives a weekly dose of encouragement, wisdom, and humor for people trying their best to live, love, and laugh more with their families. Thanks for joining us.
1: Hey, hey, this week we are all over the place talking about positivity in parenting, boredom, exhaustion, and the Rat Kings of Estonia. (laughs)
0: Welcome to the <laughs> Grown Up With Kids Podcast.
1: Hey. I'm David. I'm Rachel.
0: How are you doing tonight?
1: Uh, I'm good. I have a better intro than you do. Oh,
0: <laughs> always hurtful every time.
1: Always loving, though. Yeah. Love you. Yeah, you
0: do. <laughs> um, any, anything fun from the day? Oh, I got a funny story. Yeah, tell oh, me. It's not a funny story. I got a story.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll laugh. We'll no, see. No. <laughs>
0: It was a, an Adventures in Parenting and Technology moment today.
1: Oh, interesting. Um, Tell me.
0: So, you know, how long has it been since our son had his birthday? I don't know. Three <laughs> plus months.
1: Oh, at but, least.
0: But we celebrated his birthday today. Yeah. Finally. We did it as a family earlier. We had a birthday party for yeah. him today. He wanted to play miniature golf with some of his friends.
1: It's been five months, by the way. No. Four months. Three. Okay. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. You're, it's a mom we're, fail. We're better
0: parents than we think we are, maybe.
1: <laughs> I'm not a millennial, but I'm just going to say hashtag mom fail. <laughs> I'm on the cusp of being a millennial.
0: You are. You're right. We're both right on the cusp. Yeah. Um, so where we had to go was a decent drive, like 30 minutes each way. And on the way there, all these kids had their phones, and they were, like, doing TikTok and, I don't know, Instagram. And... All that
1: TikTok and the Facebook. Yeah. They don't do Facebook. They're too no, cool that's for, for old that. people. Right.
0: Um, I don't know. They were snapping and chatting. and <laughs> uh, Maybe they were on, uh, what's that? Uh, uh, I, don't I know. mean, as,
1: and as a side note, our son, we have not allowed him to engage in any of that. And so anytime one of his friends pulls sure. out a phone with TikTok or social media, he's like, like a fly to fly paper. He can't wait.
0: Yeah, they were all very excited. Yeah. And it was yeah. fine. They were interacting, but it was like just a little too much. So they go, they do their thing, and we're driving back. And I had this. Moment before we're getting to leave where I'm thinking, I'm going to ask them to give me their phones <laughs> so that they have to just hang out and talk that's, in the car.
1: That's a ballsy move. Uh,
0: I still have a ton of anxiety about telling middle schoolers what to do, <laughs> as if I was a middle schooler. I didn't I want to do though.
1: it. I No, but... I- I think a lot of parents feel that. I feel that. I yeah. feel afraid of them.
0: I was afraid, and I didn't want to be the uncool dad, but I also didn't want to be the cool dad. I want to be somewhere in between, the the, the well-respected dad. I don't know.
1: Yeah, what does that look like, like the well-respected cool well, dad? Well, I don't want
0: to be like the guy who's clearly tried to be cool, like in Mean Girls, the um, Amy Poehler part. Right. Where she's like, oh, I, you know, I'm one of the girls.
1: You know she plays a mom, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I don't want to be like that. I'm
1: kidding. Yeah, I understand.
0: <laughs> um. But I also don't want to be like, oh, he's such a curmudgeon, bird, 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 which is funny because right. I am a curmudgeon. Uh, but I don't want to be seen as that.
1: <laughs> right. So
0: anyway, I, I get I, I, I'm second guessing myself as we're walking to the car. But we get there and I turn around. I was like, hey, everyone, give me your phones. You guys got to hang out like humans. And they sort of chuckle. And they just did it. They all handed me their phones. Not all of them had them. What? But everyone who had a phone handed me their phones. And it was so fun. Because on the way home, they started singing songs from, oh. like, winter concerts they had done a year or two ago. Oh, my And they're gosh. sort of, like, teasing each other and teasing the teachers who had taught them the songs and all this stuff. But it was just really fun. They interacted the whole time. They didn't complain once. They
1: are human. Yeah, it was Oh, great. that's great.
0: So I was glad I did it, and it was a, a lot of fun. And they were great. Like, we gave them their phones back, and they used them a little bit at dinner, but they were cool.
1: Yeah. Did you uh, sing with them when they started singing songs? No, because
0: they were singing um, a song that was, like, half in Spanish.
1: Oh, so you're yeah. out.
0: I. I took Spanish but I do not sing songs in Spanish. They, you think Please they did that on purpose? <laughs> no, it was a song they had learned for this concert. It was a, some reason it was a Hanukkah song with half in Spanish. Oh. I never I don't remember them singing it so I must have blocked it out or just forgotten because it's from a year ago, but Yeah. Anyway, well, that that's was fun. Well, that was really fun. I felt like I made a moment there.
1: Yeah, good for you. I yeah. feel like that's, the, that's a hard thing to do, to stand up to middle schoolers, to be honest. Yeah. They make fun of people so fast. They
0: might be at home making TikToks about me right now. <laughs> do you make a TikTok? Do you do TikTok? I do you tick? I don't understand.
1: <laughs> do you snap the chat? Do you chat the snap? It's hard to say.
0: I don't know. Yeah, uh, we're... The only one I know we're di- is we're very Twitter. Dangerous. Yeah. And it's like a cesspool. It's the worst.
1: What do you mean? Why?
0: Uh, It's just a lot of negativity on Twitter.
1: Yeah. I find that, yeah, I agree. There's a lot of negativity on social media in general, I think. Although-
0: Instagram is more happy, though. Yeah. It's like too happy. Everyone's pretending to be happy.
1: Yes. (laughs) Everyone's pretending to be happy. And then Facebook apparently is like out of date, but I still go on Facebook. Um, In fact, I mean, speaking of Facebook, shameless plug, I am going to- start our so we have a growing up with kids page which we have like 175 followers or something like that i am going to post this week that we're going to skip on over to a private page so we can start having more conversations because we like hearing from you so i'm getting like direct messages and i'm getting um personal messages a few posts and then emails we're getting this information um personally like from you the listeners but we want to hear conversation all together like we want discussion to happen because i think there are a lot of people who are listening who would also like those discussions and different opinions other than just ours so, so. people
0: go and they try to they sign up and then we accept them into the private page yes. Is that, how that works?
1: yes so go to cool. the private group and we'll we'll moderate it and keep it really safe and um it's funny hopefully it's a safe space yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. Good.
1: anyway so that's social media i didn't intend to announce nope. that today
0: here it was we are. Perfectly slid in there.
1: Well, thank you. We're so awkward with that stuff.
0: But um, it's fine. so I told you a few weeks ago I wanted to start a new segment, and yeah. I didn't do it,
1: except for last segment. The last one you did was introducing how Rachel sets children on fire. So there's a that. child, <laughs> and a couch, and a couch.
0: Yes, and that ch- couch was someone's child.
1: <laughs> okay, so is this um, segment better?
0: This segment is. I think we're going to try to do it every week. So we were having a conversation offline about um, people who do like words of the year and we felt like we couldn't stick to a a word for a whole year. Yeah, Um, I remember one year my word was focus and it lasted for about three hours. (laughs) Then I was like off the wall. (laughs) (laughs) This is like five years ago.
1: My words are always like the opposite of what I'm capable of, like single-mindedness. I remember that one really distinctly. And I actually had a mentor who was like, single-mindedness, that's a great word for you. I'm totally not capable. I'm not capable of it. Anyway, so word of the year, we maybe fail in that a little bit.
0: I should have picked like, my word of the year should have been nap. (laughs) I don't know, something I really wanted to do.
1: Yes. That would be perfect.
0: Uh, Sports on television. (laughs) Hyphenated.
1: Hyphenated, of course.
0: So um, instead of trying to do that, I think we should come up with a word each week. Okay. It can either be a word to describe the previous week or a word that you'd like to focus on for the next seven days. That's a real small commitment. Yeah. So
1: It's a one-week so, commitment.
0: So um, since I'm springing this, I will go first. Okay. And then you can tell me your word, whether it's for the previous week or the next week. Sure. My word of the week is for the previous week.
1: The password is. The,
0: and the word <laughs> is. <laughs> exhausted ah it has been an exhausting week um yeah it's we're coming off like the full first the first full week of the year mm-hmm. after having uh you know a little over a week off and it felt like everything started to hit there's a bunch of stuff going at work the kids are back at school i drove to charlotte and back in one day uh, which was <laughs> yeah. kind of exhausting and then uh, the kids... For work,
1: by the way. You didn't just, like, drive to Charlotte for the fun of it. Just,
0: just a personal I'm just challenge.
1: clarifying. <laughs> Next week, I'm going to raleigh Durham. Oh, Just my going up,
0: up the eastern <laughs> seaboard. Um, and the kids... Are, sports are in, like, full bloom, so our weekends aren't really that relaxing. Yeah. And we had a basketball... Or, no, not basketball. Sorry, that's the sport. We had um, this birthday party today. Yeah. So I just have felt exhausted. Um. And uh, yeah, and you stayed up with two of our kids till 1130 playing a board game last night, which is entertaining.
1: Yeah, we were at the neighbor's house and it was so much fun and no one even won. I ended up forfeiting because I could see that I was in a very rapid decline and our kids were in a really rapid decline. It was like,
0: way past their bedtime.
1: It was, yeah, it was 1130, 1145. But I'm sure they loved it. it was a ton of fun and they felt privileged to stay up. And I just kept saying, yes, that sounds great. You know, it yeah. was really fun.
0: We'll see how this week goes. It's but not going to go great. <laughs> that's, that's my week. My, that's my word for last week, exhausted. Exhausted. I'm hoping for a little more rest this week, um, so we'll see how that goes.
1: Yeah. I think my word for last week is bored, and yeah. I, I feel a ton, th- totally transparent here. I feel a lot of shame in saying that. I feel, uh, yeah, I feel really embarrassed to say that I was bored. I felt bored. Um
0: and can I unpack that a little bit? Yep. Here correct. we go. <laughs> We're not going to go real deep. But is this
1: Mommy Hates Christmas again? No, no.
0: I, <laughs> man, I hope not. Um, mommy Hates January. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait, I sense a trend about Mommy. I think she's sad.
0: <laughs> no, you. the reason you feel embarrassed to say that you're bored is that you uh, find a lot of value in what you produce and yeah. being busy uh which is rooted in, I think, some good desires to help people and to do things and get things done. Mm-hmm. Um, but it feels like maybe too much attachment to oh, if I don't do some do enough in a week, then uh, it's a bad week, or mm-hmm. I should be embarrassed about how my week was spent.
1: Yeah, I think that since I quit my job, I feel I just I feel a little useless. Like um, I, I I went from hundred miles an hour to like five miles an hour. Um, and our kids are old enough now where like we don't have toddlers going around. Like I would say that if you have kids five and under, you're probably never bored ever because it's hard, hard physical work. But, um, I don't know that I have felt this bored probably in 10 years since we, maybe 12 years since we had, um, our first child. Um, and, and I find a lot of my value in being useful and I just wasn't very useful last week. Like, uh
0: I would argue with that. But, <laughs> I, but I recognize why you feel that way. I mean you yeah. took a huge closet and cleaned the entire thing. Yeah. Which is a lot of work. Like it sounds I like did. I mean huge closet. It's it's not a huge it is a <laughs> closet. <laughs> but it was like a a, yeah. a a master closet, not just a code closet. Right. Is what I meant by that. And you went through and cleaned out probably half of what was in there and resorted it and did everything.
1: Yeah, so I reorganized a closet, but I think that like uh, like that impacts us, but I don't I did not feel a great impact on other people last week. And so um, I just have a hard time and and I think that moms might be able to relate like when it comes to actually accomplishing things that will just serve us or like the two of us, you and I um it feels very selfish and unproductive. Um, like, and I don't even know what to do with that, like with that time uh, when it comes to what I want to do for myself. I go and wander around Target sometimes, and that's nice, you know? But, do
0: you um, really? Like you're just listless, and you go to Target and just walk around? Oh, yeah. It's huh. so
1: relaxing. That's and then funny. I buy, like, way too much stuff and realize I don't even know what I bought. But Target is like a trance, I think, for moms. Like you – like if you don't know what to do you go and walk around target and you dream about whatever you're looking at it can be from nail polish to throw pillows but you just sort of like fantasize or think this is going to make things okay
0: yeah
1: um especially when things are hard and it feels a little bit more productive because you're shopping you're doing something anyway um i did not go to target last week
0: you buy stuff you bring it home it's it's in the hallway, and then you realize, oh, I don't actually need half of this stuff, and then you return it. <laughs> exactly, Target hates
1: me because I use them. I use and abuse just to walk you, around you get listlessly. The, the rush of shopping,
0: <laughs> and then just return it.
1: Yeah, and and the truth is, I go to Target because I have no idea how to take care of myself anymore. I have no idea what I really want to do. So, huh. so that's my word from last week. I feel shame about being bored, um, and so my word for this week is, um. Restful productivity. Can we hyphenate that?
0: Uh, yeah, we can go with a phrase.
1: Yeah, I you, would like. You
0: don't even have to hyphenate
1: because I don't. I, I don't want to go full swing back into running hundred miles an hour, like volunteering for large projects at the school, and doing uh, and working and trying to balance the kids and their projects and their dinner and all the stuff. Um, that feels like a lot, but I do think there's a balance that I'm swinging back into the middle to seek restful productivity. So. Can I
0: suggest that we just stop feeding them dinner?
1: <laughs> you can suggest it and see what happens. <laughs> but I will be in Target. <laughs> uh,
0: okay. Well, I don't have a word for next week. You did extra credit on that Well, thank session, you. So yeah, that's what
1: happens when you spring a question on me as I, I you, double up, apparently. There you
0: go. You see me and then raise me. <laughs> so let's see how this week goes. All right, so... For the rest of our time, we want to talk about positivity. Yes. Um, and maybe in the uh, understanding that I often, and I, can't, I won't speak for you on this, but I often jump to negativity. And what I mean by that is I'm really quick to say no to our kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't really matter what they ask. My reflex is to say no uh, because I'm sort of – assuming that what they want is not going to fit into what we're doing. Mm. Uh, And similarly, I am much more attuned to when they break a rule or doing something that they're not supposed to be doing Mm -hmm. than I am to uh, catching them doing the right thing and making sure they know that they've done the right thing and offering them encouragement or praise for that. Right. Right. So, I, I would like to unpack kind of those two things that I would put both under this idea of being more positive in our parenting. So, one is saying yes more. Uh, or at least thinking through if it's a no, or maybe turning that no into a yes, but later, or a maybe. Right. Um, Instead of starting with no and then working my way back, which is what I do. And then the second part is catching our kids doing good things and really reinforcing positive things, as opposed to just trying to weed out the negative things.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Where do you want to start? Um, I would say, let's. I think that the thing that I'm most clear on is when you say yes, you earn credibility in order to say no, and that's not the only reason you say yes. But th- that's kind of where I start in my head on this topic: is um, there's a lot of power in yes, and we totally dismiss it as parents.
0: Does that make sense? It does.
1: And so, so I think that when, um, so when I'm always saying no. Um, like the no loses its luster, you know? Like, um, it's not as important. But when but if I'm saying yes most of the time, even to small things, so like um like they might want to do something annoying and they may not even ask, but I can I can target that and I can look like they wanna play the piano really loudly for a day, right? Or for a few minutes. And instead of me being like, oh, play softer, like that's usually my response because it's super annoying when they play the piano. Um, And they don't take piano lessons. Like this isn't pretty (laughs) – this is not pretty piano. This is like banging on the piano just because it's loud and it's fun. So when they bang on the piano, I think, oh, my gosh, for the love, shut it down, you know. But it's an opportunity for for me to say, wow, you're really playing that piano loud. It's almost like sportscaster parenting. So. You like name what they're doing factually, and it's almost like this um, this affirmation or this positive response where you're like, I notice you, I see this, and I'm saying yes. So then later you can be like, hey, I loved that you played the piano. I'm wondering if we could tone it down a little bit. And so it's a more gentle no because you kind of let them get it out of their system a little bit, but you've earned some credibility in order to draw a harder line. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, or or another option would be in that moment to say either we can't play the piano loud right now. You can either play it soft or not at all. But in an hour, you can bang on it or do it the other way around of, hey, play as loud as you want. I'm going to set the timer for five minutes, and then we're either going to have to stop or you're going to have to play at a calm level. Yes. Right? But So it becomes a yes, but with some parameters around it so that we don't go crazy. Exactly. As opposed to just letting them do whatever they want or just completely shutting it down and not giving them any kind of freedom.
1: Yes, exactly. And I think that once you give your kids freedom, they um, they are able to self regulate, which often will align with what we actually want. You know, um, whereas if like there's something in the brain where if you say no to a child, they're going to do it more. It just It just is what it is. But if you can say yes, it's like they're given full freedom and now they can say, oh, this actually is really annoying. I should stop. (laughs) You
0: know? Yeah. At least over time they learn that, right? A five-year-old hears yes and they're not like oh now I'm self-regulating right, right. <laughs> but over time when they're hearing yeses and then mixed in with the no they start to learn okay especially if they get some explanation around the yeses and the no's yeah. it starts to make sense to them about how decisions are made or when they can do certain things and when they can't and why um, so I, I think that's right it's, it is part of the training process because sometimes the no is because they're being a nuisance or annoying or getting in the way of us producing something, being productive in what we need to get done. Uh, But if we think of it more as an opportunity to coach and teach, then our response shouldn't just be, I need to get you out of the way as quickly as possible so I can do what I want to do. But actually how do I engage in this conversation in a way that helps you learn you know why you need to wait or why we can't do what you want to do or why yes you can but we're just going to have to do it a slightly different way or you're going to have to make a choice that's the one thing i think about is we get a lot of requests yeah and often they're like piled on top of each other <laughs> and we get to the point where we're annoyed and i'm too quick to get annoyed because our kids don't have a realistic expectation of their time so they'll be like, can we do this and this and this and this and this? And it's like, mm-hmm. no, you can't. And or
1: like the worst place that this happens is the other night when we were at a restaurant and we're going through the checkout line. And we it's like one of those places where you like, you like you have to add your ingredients or whatever as you go down the line. So getting a family of four or five through that line, getting everyone's ingredients correct and taking requests the whole time, trying to tell the people behind the counter what you want for each yeah. individual child, blah, blah, blah. It is maddening. And then you get to the checkout, and they're like, can I have my glass? Can we go sit sit over there? Do you think I can go outside? I want to go outside for just a second. Like, it's like this never-ending piling on. So what do you do in that scenario?
0: Oh, I throw the kid over the glass (laughs) into the kitchen. And I say, you work here now. You
1: almost did the other night. I feel like I almost did the other night also. I was like, if we take another request, (laughs) someone's going to end up working here, and we're leaving.
0: Yeah. Um, someone's going to work here because dad's going to be in jail.
1: (laughs) And mom needs to (laughs) know. Um,
0: so I think what I would like to, how I would have liked to have responded in that moment is to say, Hey, we're going to order, go sit down. And then when we're done ordering and have paid, we can talk through your cup and drink and where we're sitting or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Or calmly said, yes, you guys go pick a seat and then I need you to stay there until we're done and we will bring you your cup and you can go get your drink. Yes. But that's one of the things where this is semi-related. I get frustrated with myself uh, because I assume our kids should know how things operate. Or, even worse, I assume that they should know what's in my head about what's about to happen.
1: Oh, wait. Just your kids should know what's in your head? Yeah. Possibly well, your wife should know, too.
0: It, that comes up periodically. <laughs> maybe I want you to read my mind.
1: Yeah. Well, I want you to read my mind, too. That's uh, We'll just put that out there.
0: No, yeah, No. Don't try to make this an equivalence because it's not. (laughs) I am way worse at that than you are. I just am like, why didn't you know exactly what I want? Why do I have to explain it? Why can't I just be grumpy (laughs) about (laughs) it? you're like, what's going on? Yeah. So that's what I wish I had is more patience and foresight up front to communicate. Like, here's how it's going to go down. Um, And so I need you to do this. Even if we did that perfectly, though, they're going to ask questions or come back and be like, can we do this? Can we do that? Can we do that? And so. I do think at that point, it is patiently and kindly just reinforcing, hey, no, you need to sit down. Right. And It's like
1: reinforcing that initial yes. Like, I right. said yes to one thing. Let, let's let accomplish that one thing first. But yeah. you've set a baseline of, yes, I will order you things. You go sit down. Here's the plan of action. And then you have room when you get back. But you have to form an expectation for them to draw back to some sort of a line. Is yes. that accurate?
0: Sounds right to me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think, man, I get so frustrated because, especially in public settings, I just get really anxious about the execution of what needs to happen. Like, you're talking about us going through this food line, and they were talking about the first two orders in our order of five, And they got one piece of it wrong. Not the food was fine, but the woman telling the cash register what it was said the wrong thing. Uh And so all of a sudden, I'm worried that they're going to ring us up for the wrong thing, which probably would have cost us 50 cents or whatever. But just like the justice or the correctness in my brain, part of my brain is like, no, we got to get this right. And so then I'm dealing with that. And so then a whole other order gets completely (laughs) incorrectly filled (laughs) because I'm dealing with whether or not it's chicken or ground beef, you know, or whatever it was. (laughs) Yeah. And I hate that about myself. And that's also what makes me shorter with our kids is, like, I'm so focused on we're going through this food line. There wasn't a long line behind us. It wasn't like people were waiting on us. But that is how I feel. It's like, oh, people are waiting on me. Uh, either the people who work there or the people behind us in line, and I gotta we gotta execute quickly. And so I become really impatient and really short. Yeah. And this is not what we were supposed to talk about. But anyway, this is what I, I just drives me nuts about myself. Hmm. Um, and then I get short with our kids, and I end up probably kind of verbally injuring them, just being like, just, just leave like me a quick, alone. Yeah, like just a quick <laughs> snap. Like no, I told you to sit down. That kind of thing. That's usually what it ends up being. Or like just stop bothering me and sit down. Yeah. And then there's like, oh, okay. Um, yeah. And so. Anyway, I don't know. That's like half a confession, half a dislike well, I think of it's myself.
1: A, I think it's an important confession because I think um, it's a really big mistake for us to sit here and say everyone should be a positive parent. You should be saying yes so you're able to say no. The truth is it's really, really hard to be a positive parent. It's really hard to say yes Um but I, do want, I don't want to dismiss the fact that it does change the dynamic in our families when we do have the capacity to say yes, or at the very least, yes, and let's think through this, coming from my improv classes. <laughs> but I do think um, the yes and is really important because it does show there's a level of affirmation and approval before there's disapproval. And I think that that is helpful in teaching kids the directions we want them to go.
0: Yes. And you like that? <laughs> uh, that was not on purpose. But uh, I was reading somewhere talking about how when we talk to our kids uh, about things that they're disappointed with or that they wish they could do or have and they can't, that it's actually helpful to uh, almost uh, share in the fantasy with them. So mm. when they're like, I want to go to this concert, but they're not allowed to go, instead of just being like, no, you're not allowed to go, saying, yeah, wouldn't it be great if you could go? Or I bet you would love to see this artist, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, And I think that's been helpful to think about when our kids ask for things that I might think are ridiculous or just annoying somewhere on that spectrum to say, yeah, I know you would love to do this. Or I know it would be great to go right now. Or I know it would be awesome if you and I could just have some alone time. But unfortunately, we can't. Right. But really, um, validating that feeling and saying, or and not even just saying, "I know you want to do this, but you can't." But saying, like, "Wouldn't it be nice if we could do, like, kind of join in on the sort of fantasy with them?"
1: Yeah, and sort of the lament together. And I do think it offers an opportunity to say something along the lines. I think it was in the same book um, that maybe we read. I can't remember the name of it anyway, but along the lines of, "Man." It does sound like a really good time to go to that concert. I could see how you would love that because you love music so much. Like being able to see them really well and right. that, and lament with them, and then say, "I'm really sorry we can't go." Yeah, <laughs> hard a, no. A,
0: a real <laughs> small way that this is happening right now is sometimes our kids want to hang out because um, they go they have bedtime. As they're getting older, they have a little free time in their room. And sometimes they're like, oh, will you sit with me? Or will you play cards with me? Or will you do whatever? Yeah. And there's part of me, my, my initial reaction often is I feel tired and I want a break. And so I want to just be like, no. Yeah. Uh, even though I love them and I love doing all those things with them, I just don't want to do it in that moment. But when I don't just respond with a no but say, oh, you you know you and I love playing cards together, right? Or like, yeah, wouldn't it be great if we could just play for the next hour or we could read and then go into But unfortunately, Daddy needs to go downstairs or I need to take care of something or Mom and I need to talk. <laughs> unfortunately,
1: Dad needs a nap. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's but the yeah. word of the week, nap. <laughs>
0: um, so yeah, I do think that's a way to say yes or enter into the yes, even though you're actually saying no. I think that a lot of this is when you were talking about, oh, we shouldn't just be positive parents. Like this isn't, hey, you should say yes to everything or you should Mm -hmm. spoil your kids or turn them into brats or never say no. It is more about like tonally how are we talking about things with them and how do we say yes to the small things that actually there's no reason to say no to or at Mm -hmm. least think about it. And you were saying this earlier to me. Sometimes they'll ask a question, and you just have learned to say, "Well, let me think about that,"
1: because mm-hmm.
0: because your gut reaction is to say no, and that's my gut reaction. I don't think about it; I just say it, and so I'm trying to work mm-hmm. on that. But when you say, "Let me think about it," then you might come back and be like, "Oh yeah, we do have time to make homemade slime
1: tomorrow <laughs> again <laughs> for the fourth time this week," and then
0: put it in a drawer again and yes. wait. For four weeks, and then eventually someone will throw it out when you're sleeping.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and a little bit of it will be left in the carpet. Don't worry. Yeah.
0: but Or you might come back with a no, but you've sort of taken the time to really honor the request. Yeah. And then come back with a no. Yeah. Uh, And the one other thing I was going to say earlier, and I got sidetracked, and I apologize, but it was sometimes it's about helping your kids understand how to make choices. So they'll be like, oh, can we do this? And the response can be, well, we had talked about going to do x y or z Mm -hmm. and so if you want to do that then we would have to change our plans and we could not do this other thing and sometimes they're very quick to be like oh no let's do the first thing right i got it and but that's a good muscle to understand is how to make choices Mm -hmm. um, and how you know there are costs opportunity costs or time costs and so if you want to do x then we can't do y and maybe they will change their minds
1: and as a side note this process is exhausting for me so like we have one of our kids who literally gets in the car right after school and is like who are we going to play with where are we going what are we doing how are we going to get there what do you want to do next like the list of people that he wants to see and play with is phenomenal and so um, and he wants answers right away. Someday that drive in him and that like that push is going to serve him really well. For me, when I pick him up, I am like bracing myself to be exhausted because that moment where I have to say, I need a couple of minutes to think about that. Give me a second and then he's like, okay. And so in his mind, he's thinking, oh, she just needs to think about that. So I'm going to ask a million other questions. <laughs> like,
0: so, uh, so. Like your brain's a computer that can handle multiple processes yes, at once. like
1: he literally doesn't understand that I need a minute of silence to think about one request at a time, which I think is really, really normal for kids. They're just like zipping through a ton of information through a day, right? But for me, like it would be a mistake to say, like, this is easy to talk with your kids about this, and it's going to offer peace and love in your home. Like, I'm exhausted between the hours of picking up them up from school and bedtime. I feel like, um, I feel like I've just answered so many questions, and I can't keep it all straight. So, and then measuring, also measuring, like, the fairness factor, and, like, all the kids want things to be fair, and so if this kid gets a play date, then this one wants a play date, and the Emotional energy it takes to be like, man, no, so-and-so gets a play date today, but you don't. I'm really sorry, you know? But that takes a ton of emotional energy, and um, I, I forget that a lot. Um, and so last week when I said I was bored, I still was exhausted at night and couldn't understand why and, again, felt really s- silly about that. yeah Anyway, I just want to say that I love this language, but it, it can be really taxing to emotionally pull yourself back, to not be looped into their requests and their demands. Right.
0: And I think it's perfectly fine. And we have to do this where we set up zones where we're like, hey, no more questions, no more requests <laughs> yeah. till dinner or till tomorrow. Yeah.
1: Or the, when the timer goes off, you can ask me another question. Yeah. but
0: we, <laughs> In a sort of funny way, we were, um, I think, Christmas shopping- Me and the boys, and they were just asking a ton of questions. And we were supposed to be doing – I think we were all shopping for you and, like, getting gifts Uh from them for you. And I was like, listen – and I sort of made it into a joke over time, but I was like, there are no requests here. This is all about (laughs) mom. If you ask me a request." (laughs) I will, you know, off cut, with your head. Yeah, I'll cut, <laughs> cut off your finger or something silly like that. I said. And they would ask for requests. And I would just look at them and be like, no requests. It didn't matter what it was. And it became funny, and they started even kind of asking things just to get me to yell, no requests. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just a funny way to illustrate. Like there are times where we can just say, hey, no no requests right now. Like this yeah. is not the time. And you also need to teach them, this is a totally different topic, but teach them how to. Ask for things, and when it's right, like if we're talking to each other or we're talking to friends, like that, don't just barge in and start asking for things. Right, and I'm not gonna say yes or I'll just think about it. I'll be like, no, you need to wait. Till it's time, come put your hand on my arm and then we'll talk when you're not interrupting. Yeah. So there are boundaries that could be put around all this. This is not, Hey, just constantly be ready to answer your kids questions. No, it's good for them to learn that they're not the center of the world and they have to wait and say, excuse me and wait till it's time for them to talk. And that there are times when they have to go be by themselves and not ask for things.
1: Yeah. A really quick tip just for parents who are struggling with kids interrupting. I think we're going way over on time, but I'm going to add the tip anyway. Um, one of the best things that I learned when our kids was, were young was to teach them, instead of interrupting, if if I put my hand down to my side, and they that means I see that you're there. And if they put their hand on top of mine, it means they're waiting for something. And then I turn my hand over and I squeeze theirs, which is a signal for I'll be with you in a minute. And I just hold their hand, letting them know, I see you. I want to be with you. I get it. Please wait until I'm done with this conversation. But there, um, and it's become like our secret signal. I set it up to say, this is our secret signal. Don't tell anyone because it's just for us. But this is to let you know I see you and I can't wait to talk with you but it it was a game changer like there cuz there had to be a way without me interrupting the adult that I was talking with and being like I'm so sorry I have to talk with my child who's interrupting me because then I just give them exactly what they want which makes me angry and then I have to be like you have to wait and say excuse me and then you have to like fake talk with the adult who's standing there and like <laughs> continue in a conversation and they're yeah. kind of like waiting like is she going to say stop like what do we how does this game play in your family it's awkward all the way around and when
0: you're the other parent you're like oh no it's okay because you don't want to be yeah, like you no, we're going to keep talking yes but then that's giving the kid exactly what they want exactly but that's a great tip it worked really well but you had to work on that when no one was around like you had to yeah. be like hey yeah. we're just sitting at the table and i'm going to teach you something and we're going to practice it exactly and then they had to learn it over time
1: exactly exactly
0: All right, so the second half we haven't really gotten to, but I really do want to talk about this, which is catching your kids doing the right thing because I think this is such a big part of turning my negative mindset into a positive mindset. Yeah. So I am so quick to want to suss out. I looked that word up. It's a Uh, British idiom, by the way. A British
1: British idiom. Yeah,
0: do you know what idiom is? (laughs) No. I I had to look that up as well. It's like a local saying, colloquialism. Uh-huh. Anyway, suss out <laughs> to, like, sus rid, out. to rid, yeah.
1: To rid? Is that the actual definition?
0: I don't the, uh, to find or discover um, something by thinking, to inspect or investigate in order to gain more knowledge. Yeah, that's not exactly what I thought it was. Nope. Nope. That's Anyway, right. so don't suss it out. <laughs> anyway, we spend a lot of time. <laughs> Trying to get, like, all the negative things out of our kids and, like, point them out right away. And I'm a negative person by na- nature. And so one of the things that you helped me work on and are continuing to help me work on is to catch our kids doing the right thing and just verbalizing that. It doesn't have to be a big deal. And sometimes we make it a big deal. And sometimes it's just a little, like, hey, thanks so much for taking your brother's dishes to the dishwasher. Yeah. Or, you know, I noticed that you were being really kind when you asked for something at your friend's house to their parents. Yes. Great job saying please and thank you. That's awesome.
1: Totally. Sportscaster parenting. Like, you're literally just observing and saying the factual information of what just happened to promote it. And, yep. like, noticing. Like, saying, man, I see you. I see you doing this voluntarily, and it's awesome.
0: Yeah, so it's, it's a combination of both. Like, our kids come up, and they ask for something, and they don't say please. And we say, hey, you know you need to say please. But then the next time they do it, and they say it without even asking, you go, oh, man, great job asking so kindly. I'd yeah. love, to, love to get you that plate that you need or whatever. Yes. And I think that helps reinforce the like, oh, I'm not just trying to avoid getting in trouble. I also get praise when I do things right. And it just becomes more of the routine. And people operate well off of that. Kids operate up well off of that.
1: Absolutely. One of the most brilliant things that I've ever seen done in a classroom um, for one of our kids, I think was in second grade with the teachers in second grade. They had a noticing tree. And it was like a tree where they would clip noticing sticks to it. And so they would just literally look at look around the room, and I think this might be common in teaching. I'm not a teacher, obviously, but the, they would look around the room and they'd say, oh, so-and-so has their pencil out. And they would hand that kid a noticing stick and they would put this noticing stick on the tree. And once this tree was full of noticing sticks, they would get a prize. It just was a clever little way right. to um, do exactly what you're talking about, which is like, I see you. And it doesn't have to be like a long, drawn-out, Like, praise be, you're amazing. It's literally just, I see you just did the dishes.
0: But sometimes we did take it over the top. Like, this is a fun thing that was less... praising them for, like, a good behavior, but when, uh, especially when our second or third kid was potty training, and so we had older kids around with them. Yes. When they would, like, do it right, oh we would gosh. just, like, start screaming and cheering, and the older kids would get into it and think it was so much fun, Yeah. and they'd all get a Skittle, and we'd just yell, like, poop well, in the potty, poop in the potty. Those in the the potty. Yeah, those were the days. <laughs> no, yes. like, here, you can have a whole pizza. <laughs> <laughs> but just, like, running around the house screaming for this yeah. kid, Created such pride in the three-year-old who's tr- learning how to pee in the potty. Yes. And it's fun for the five and seven or ten-year-old or whatever. Yeah,
1: because I interrupted you, but they were screaming what? Poop in the potty. Poop in the potty. <laughs> yeah, they get to say poop.
0: Kids love that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. It's like an excuse to say poop, an excuse to yell, and a free skittle at the end. <laughs>
1: it's like <laughs> One everything skittle. they dream of. Exactly. I agree.
0: Anyway. All right. So having a positive mindset, a couple of things that we cover just around... A little bit slower to say no, finding ways to say yes, even if it's yes, but later, or yes, but we have to, you have to get rid of something else that's not going to fit now, yeah, or uh, yes,
1: but there's a time limit, exactly. Like
0: yeah, and then finally, like finding ways to really identify positive things your kids are doing and praise those things to reinforce that, uh, those attitudes and those uh, behaviors.
1: Yeah, sportscaster parenting,
0: sportscaster parenting. I like that. All right, Rach, you want to, uh, Rach. <laughs> You want a stat of, stat of the week?
1: Yes, always. All right, yes, and.
0: All right, Rach. we got yes. a, a different direction on the stat of the week. Okay. So it's not like going to be a number. It's actually going to be a geography question.
1: Oh, no. Can I go get a globe?
0: You're welcome to get a globe if you need one. Okay, I'll be right back. Um, boop, 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 boop. <laughs> and she's back. All right, so do you know what a rat king is?
1: No. I mean, the first thing that popped into my head was, well, a couple things. The nutcracker. Uh Uh-huh. And then, is it something to do with drugs?
0: (laughs) (laughs) These kids today and their drugs? No.
1: Uh, I'm unfamiliar with that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you are. At least that's
1: what I say. No,
0: it has nothing to do with drugs. Uh, at this I learned this at a, uh, a lunch the other day. Some colleagues of mine were talking about it. And so I went down a rabbit hole, no uh-huh. pun intended, uh to learn about rat kings. Yeah. And it's gross. Really? So essentially a rat king is when a bunch of rats get their tails tangled up together. Shut up. And so they become like an eight-headed or 32-headed rat ball type thing.
1: And they can't get them untangled? Right. Do they die that way? I mean, yeah. like... Oh my heavens!
0: Yeah, and there's some like mythology around it. (laughs) Disgusting!
1: This is disgusting.
0: What do you
1: talk about at lunch?
0: Uh, It was a great story about rat kings. Okay, I don't know. I can't remember why it came up. This
1: is common.
0: It's not common. So in a um, a research paper called "Rat Kings in Estonia," no way someone
1: spent time on this in 2006.
0: They said there were 58. Reliable rat kings that have been registered before two thousand and five, and so like be, these
1: are like sightings,
0: uh, registered. So yes, where I guess do so. you? But where
1: where do you register a rat king? Ratking
0: dot com. No, I don't know. And do
1: you like snap a photo and send it to ratking dot com?
0: No. So here is the thing. It says reliable because there is all this conspiracy around whether this is actually a natural thing that happens or if people find dead rats and then tie their tails together to make oh like.
1: No, no way.
0: Sell them to museums and stuff?
1: No, who would do that?
0: Yeah, so. And
1: sell them to museums? (laughs) I don't know. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. So
0: it's extremely rare. Um, 58 rare, right? Yeah, that's, like, over centuries and centuries. Like, the, fir- the this term rat king has been around since, like, the 1500s or something like that. Wow. So, here's the, let me get to the stat of the week. Okay, got it. And then we can talk more, if you really want to, about rat kings. Okay. What country do you think is the most common country for registered rat kings? Like, overwhelmingly. Apparently, most of them are in this country.
1: Well, you just mentioned that that article was about Estonia.
0: Yeah, that's not the country.
1: Okay, so maybe that general area, like... Uh, somewhere in Europe. I don't know, Germany. What? Am I yes. right? Oh, I got the stat of the week, the week right.
0: <laughs> poop in the body. Poop in the body. Poop in the body. You did great. That's the first time you've ever gotten it. And you nailed it.
1: Oh my gosh. I'm so proud of myself. Do I get a medal or something?
0: I will get What's you a my medal. Prize? I'll get you a medal. We'll One post skittle. it on Facebook on our private page. <laughs> yeah, and I will get you a skittle.
1: <laughs> I'm so proud of myself.
0: That was I'm going to I'm going to have to find a Rat King medal. I can't oh. wait. <laughs>
1: Gross. Yeah. That's the grossest thing I've ever heard of.
0: Yeah. So, well, apparently squirrels can also become Rat Kings. Where <sighs> so there was a story in Nebraska within the last like 5 or 10 years where this woman found like six squirrels and they had they were on a tree and there was like sap on the tree and that's what got the tails intertwined. And then, um, yeah, and so the fire or police or someone came out and actually helped save them and, like, pull them apart. And then they had to do surgery on their tails.
1: Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. No, no, no. Can I? I.
0: And the the baby squirrels were saved. That's a great story. That's a great end to this. Oh, they were
1: baby squirrels? They weren't adult squirrels? Uh,
0: They say baby squirrels. I don't know how you tell the difference. They're probably
1: just trying to make them more endearing.
0: Yeah, well, Nebraska baby squirrels are pretty endearing.
1: I would just like you to know I hate squirrels.
0: Even six-headed rat king scrolls. I'd be
1: curious, but I wouldn't call pet control. All
0: right. Well, I'm gonna post these articles. It's and you, you can look through the pictures if you want to, oh my or gosh. you can avoid them if you want to. No, I'm gonna look. And I'm gonna go with a much happier, less disgusting stat of the week next week.
1: I thought it was fantastic. <laughs> Super informative. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who knew?
1: Who would have known? That's amazing. All right, Rach. All right. Thanks. We're gonna um, we're gonna head out now.
0: <laughs> we're just gonna talk over each other. Hey, thanks for working on the farm.
1: Thank you for working on the farm. All right. Check ya.